Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission Two Men One podcast. Every black film ever made. My name is Len, aka the Bat Triple. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it is Vincent's turn to select the film that we are reviewing on this stop on the Michaud mission. And boy, he's got a good one. A slept on gem from 1999, a coming of age film that is like some you've seen before. And in many ways, not like what you've seen before. It is The Wood by writer, director Rick Famuiwa, and starring Omar Epps, Tay Diggs, Richard T. Jones, as well as Sean Nelson, Trent Cameron, Dwayne Finley, and Melinda Williams, and a story by Todd Boyd. And again, Vincent selection for tonight's stop on the Michelle mission. How you doing, Vince? I'm fine. I am just fine. How are you, sir? I am doing uh very well, my good friend. All right. Um, and shout out to each and every one of you out there watching us as we stream live via StreamYard on Facebook as well as on YouTube. Shout out to Robert Monroe Jr., Aaron Fry, Deborah Battle, all the missionaries as you all chime in on the, the chat. Um, good evening. Good evening. One and all. You know what I think they do? I think they get get their hellos to us out of the way because then for the next five minutes, they're all saying hello to each other. They can talk to each other. Okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's just polite to say hi to us. Right. 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 Gotcha. Right. Right. We're the reason they're there. But then but then it's all then about it's off to the you know, yeah. Deborah's like, Hey Aaron, hey yeah, Rob, they're swapping recipes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They're doing all kinds of crazy things. It's it's these kids. <laughs> these missionaries. They're nuts. We are going to start off with listener mail, ladies and gentlemen. Missives from the missionary. And we have one. We start off from one of our missionaries uh, who was always on board with us, George Carmona. Hey, what's up, George? Gents and missionaries. See, he's not even writing. He's not even writing just us. (laughs) So missionaries, feel free to chime in with your answers too, I guess. Exactly, exactly. It's a group project. Yes. I've been meaning to get this out for a minute, and I won't be able to catch tonight's show live, so these are random thoughts from past shows. Okay, all right. Remember when George used to listen to us on SoundCloud? Right, and he would go through in real time and respond. Right, right. We're no longer on SoundCloud, so this is the way he gets it out. Um, One. Number one. Method Man should be on that list of rappers who act. Yes, most of the roles he's given put him in a particular range but he does make each one distinct in its own way and he's hilarious in keanu yeah 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 i like meth i will say that yeah too. i like meth I, I i've liked him as an actor since the wire me too and, and cheese and definitely in the wire he was definitely more or less playing method mm-hmm. method man but i have seen him just like george you know hints at you know kind of within his range stretch a little bit right and yeah. i know he's on one of those those power spinoffs i think he is i don't I, and i've heard good things about it like i I don't watch power but right. i've heard good things about him right on the show right so okay I, yeah i agree i agree i love meth now let me ask you though okay has he been acting enough 
and are his roles diversified enough that he would be considered a actor first before a rapper because i think at this point at this juncture sure despite what they may say right ll cool j and queen latifah probably even cube and and certainly ice t are considered actors first right before any of their music i think this is really subjective to me Mm -hmm. because i base it on how good they are as mcs oh really so like everyone you just named in my heart I still view them as MCs first, except for Ice T. I, I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> like, except for Ice T. I was about to come at your throat with right, some Ice T. Right, right. <laughs> like I, like you know, like I don't remember the last time Queen Latifah actually spit that I actually heard her. But, I think she's been on like a remix a couple of years ago. But in my mind. Like, I remember Brandy was somewhere. It was, like, the anniversary of I Want to Be mm-hmm, Down. Mm-hmm. And Queen Latifah came out. It was Queen Latifah. Right. And in my heart, she's always an MC. Okay. And and I didn't – I saw that clip of the Emmys in the cringeworthy opening where they were all rapping and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, look, LL is still L. Like, LL, where he came out, and it was like, there's LL. Well, no, of course. They still got the right, gift. Right, You know what I'm saying? That's why I start with it's completely subjective. Okay. Like, no. obviously, I don't know how much more music LL is going to be making. Right. Or needs to make. Because or, or, he might still. Right, wants or needs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's like he's still LL to me. So I always think he's a MC and an actor. Same with Ice Cube. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, so, but that's I, that's just my stuff. That's fine. That's just my stuff. What, and you, 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 you view them as actors now at this point. I think I view them more as actors. More as actors. Like, yes, w- when they get on the mic, when they are asked to rap, right? I know they're going to bring it. You know, they're going to relive their their glory days, and they're going to bring it hard. You right. know what I'm saying? But um, LL and Queen Latifah, they're act- they're actors first. <laughs> And then I think I also the other side of the equation is how good are they at acting? Mm-hmm. Like I think Queen Latifah of everyone we just named, I view her as the best actor of them. But I just think she's that good of an MC. Yeah, like I think LL is okay as far as acting. Acting, yeah. Like I really like Ice Cube as an actor. Ice Cube is good as an actor. But the only ones that I really elevate because they're so good is at acting. Like Will Smith. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I actually go back and forth with Most Def because I think Most Def is a great MC, but I think Most Def is legitimately a great actor too. See, see, Will Smith. Now, Will Smith, I'm glad you brought him up because I totally forgot about him. Right. But that's because he is, I don't care what he says. He's an actor right now. Like right. you don't even really remember right his his hip hop days. And when they do, it's I mean it's it's summertime right. and maybe jiggy with it. Right. And even right. jiggy with it, you're you're a little cringing at right, right, right now. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? But brand we'll, new funk. Obviously brand new funk. Okay. You know, right. you know I'm the, just saying. The, I mean, yes. Yeah. But it's not what yeah, nobody's yeah, yeah. checking for brand nobody's, new funk. I know. I'm I sorry. Know. They're not. I know. You are. I'm look, but nobody else is. Right. 
Every everybody everybody else when they think of Will Smith rapping, they're thinking the theme song to the Fresh Prince of yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, George continues. George continues because he's got thoughts. Hey, he's a thoughtful guy. He is. That's what we say about George every day. Women's songs sung by men is definitely <laughs> a thing. I proposed to my wife as I sang, and I am telling you. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> she she must really love you, George. <laughs> and to answer your question, no, I cannot sing. But she still said yes. Because <laughs> she, she loves you. After she asked if I was serious. Right, right, It right, all right. worked out. Right, right. Well, excellent. See, I sing women's songs. Right. But I, I don't know if I'm going to sing them like. And so, and to so, a woman. And certainly, and I am telling you, Look, I mean, there's certain ones. Like, I'm not going to go that's, warble. That's that's a lot of confidence in the love. Right? That just tells me how much that love was strong. Because that's, yeah. I can, I can see George Kimona, like, just on his knees. Mm-hmm. And I am telling you, I'm not going. I'm not going. Right. She was probably trying to break up. And she he was like, I'm not going. No, I'm not As a going. matter of fact, will you marry me? Will you marry me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Um, buh, 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 um, Michael K. Williams got robbed like he was part of the Barksdale crew. Yeah. What was he talking about? The Emmys? I think so. Yeah. He doesn't really mention it. I think he's look, thinking about look, that. Yeah. Look, you know what? I feel about these award shows. So. That's how I feel about the award shows, too. I don't even know who won. Mm. I thought he was g- great in Lovecraft Country, right. but that he didn't win, am I necessarily upset about it? I don't think I am. Look, Michaela Cole won. I do know that. Well, there you go. And I'm happy for that. I'm very happy for her. On the cheating side, Ted Lasso's Roy Kent, a.k.a. Brett Goldstein, yes. has a movie podcast. Oh. More important, he had Yvette Nicole Brown of Community Fame on. You guys need to find a way to get her on. A joy and a delight. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll find a way. All right. Somebody, we'll, we'll find a Missionaries way. activate. Go get Yvette Nicole Brown. George asks, what are our thoughts about the cast of Star Trek Stranger Worlds, which is the new prequel series? Right. It's the continuation of the, the Enterprise. The original Enterprise. Right. It, it, it's, it's basically a spinoff of Discovery mm-hmm. from the year before last when Spock was on the ship and Captain Pike. Right. So this would be these would be the adventures of the Enterprise before Kirk. Right. The original. So, Enterprise. Right. The original. And I and I think because I didn't see it. So Yahora is in there. Yahora is in there. She's an ensign, and it's a, I don't have it in front of me. But the sister that they cast as Yahora is someone that if they had said Vince cast someone as ensign Yahora, mm-hmm. I one hundred percent would have chosen. I think the cast looks good. Uh, Star Trek Strange New World. Uh, Celia, Celia, C-E-L-I-A. Mm-hmm. Celia. That's how I would pronounce it. Okay. Celia Rose Gooding. Okay. Is playing uh, Ensign Yahora. Did you pull her up? Yes. You see her? Yes. Is she not perfect? 
Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with her. Yeah. Um, she is, wow. <laughs> she's 21 years old. I mean, she's an ensign. She is 21 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. She's, she she's, made a Broadway debut as Frankie in the rock musical Jagged Little Pill and won a 2021 Grammy Award for Best Musical Theater Album. Yeah. Overall, I like the cast. I, I, you know, top to bottom. I, I really enjoyed Anson Mount. And in those, <laughs> those, I don't even know where the Spock adjacent episodes are now. Are they? They're, are they on, our, they're on our website. Yeah. We, I've, I remain a fan of his, of, of his, um, performance. Mm. I like the guy that played Spock, who I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. Ethan Peck. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Uh, I like Rebecca Romaine. I was about to say Rebecca Romaine is number one. Yeah. They have a brother in there playing a doctor. Bob's, oh, here's the name. Uh, Alusan Moku. Alusan Moku. And the video I saw, they kind of, they, they showed characters from the original run. And who justice. many of them are playing and apparently and, and this is how i know like like i'm a star trek person like i'm a prince person quietly mm-hmm. like i'm a star trek person until like star trek people come in the room <laughs> <laughs> they showed a clip of this brother playing a doctor from the original series that i vaguely remember seeing him in on the original series look they said he's a guy and they showed the, the clip of the original actor, and it's very much from and the original series. And it was a black series. guy? It was a black man. And I, I think it's the brother who, we, we, speaking of old things, like like on an episode of, um, what do we call it where we just ramble? Um, we call it this show. The Binge Lounge. <laughs> the Binge Lounge. We talked about the brother who, who we call it the Michelle Mission. Um <laughs> What's the show where we sit down we just talk shit? Oh, the Michelle Mission. <laughs> the brother who was in uh, Dr. Shrinker. Remember we talked about the brother who, who was in Dr. Shrinker? Dr. Shrinker? What is that? Dr. Shrinker, the Croft, the, 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 the Sid. Oh, Dr. Shrinker. Right, Dr. Sid Shrinker. Marty Croft, right, right, and right, one right, of the right. dudes that got shrunk was black. Yes. And we talked about him. Okay. I feel like it's the same actor. That's the, the same actor who was in the original, original series as this doctor okay. that apparently has a name. Well, Babs Alusanmukun, and I, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing the name, is playing Mbenga, a doctor aboard the Enterprise. Let's see. I'm going to see if I can't find Mbenga because um, I'm. Oh, I do see him. Yeah. Wow. What's that actor's name? Booker Bradshaw. Booker Bradshaw. There's a name. I mean, all right. <laughs> His lips all pursed. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, look, he's a serious black man in 1969 playing a doctor. Wow. Well, I, I don't I don't remember him look, at all. Again, <laughs> I am a Star Trek dude until real Star Trek people come in. And then I'm like, okay, y'all, y'all go deeper than I do. And I go pretty deep. Aaron Fry that says that Ethan Peck, the person that plays Spock, Spock, is Gregory Peck's grandson. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting because I'm a huge fan of Gregory Peck. Okay. So that is George's email. Couple of good trailers out. The trailer for uh, 
the adaptation for Nella Larson's novel Passing. Oh, I haven't with, seen that trailer. Tessa Thomas and uh, Ruth Negger. How's it look? It looks very good. Yeah? It looks very, very good. And it looks like they are picking up some threads from the novel that I didn't know if they would be brave enough to pick them up. Mm. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, the The Shakespeare nerd in me was super geeked about the the teaser for Joel Cohen's Macbeth. Mm, okay. With Denzel Washington and Francis McDermott. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm super excited about that. <laughs> oh my God. Like, like I have never seen you like it's, this. It's, it's a little embarrassing how excited I am about this Macbeth. I've never seen you. You know what? Tickled across the- so, it, it, my, my wife and I were talking about her um, earlier today. Talking about Francis McDermott? No, 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 no. What, what I'm about to tell you. So my, my father was the oldest of three. Okay. And his middle sister, Millie, mm-hmm. lived in Baltimore. And, and, and Nanny Millie, you used to call her Nanny Millie, used to pick me up from school when I was in the first grade. Okay. She was single- had an apartment. She'd bring back to the apartment. And and single, never had kids, never married. And that's important because I think Nanny Millie, like, didn't really know what to do with kids. Mm. So we would go. We would sit in her apartment. And 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 she used to crochet. That's crocheting with the, with the sticks, yes. right? So she would crochet. And and she'd had a, had a TV in, like, the front room. And and she turned on PBS, of course, right? Because you know, and I would watch all of the programming on PBS. So that's like you know, we go from Sesame Street, Electric Company, Mister Rogers, Mister Rogers to Zoom, mm-hmm. and then it would be like the BBC News, bro. Yeah, right. That's and right. it was like just a white dude in a suit behind a desk. <laughs> Remember, like the old school BBC News, yeah, yeah and he yeah. would talk about news yes very very urgently but then masterpiece theater would come on yeah and that that is 100 percent the foundation of me loving literature really because i would sit there with name millie and masterpiece theater would come on and i remember thinking i was getting away because you know it was like dudes with swords in witches, like I, one hundred percent saw Macbeth mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I was like five, mm-hmm. and felt like I was doing something. I was getting away with something because them dudes were swinging swords at each other, right? And it was right. witches and magic and all that stuff. So that I was thinking about her when I saw because it's a straight line mm-hmm. to me sitting in her living room watching cool. PBS and watching Masterpiece Theater. You know, like. Like Oedipus would come on, and like somebody would would poke their eyes at, like you know, all oh, right, you know, right, their eyes would right. go out, or you know, Hamlet is a dude getting stabbed, like a lot of stabbing. Mm-hmm. Like yes. I remember, it was a lot of stabbing on Masterpiece Theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was super excited about Macbeth because uh, like they hit all the notes. Yes, in the in the trailer, like the trailer comes on, and it's the three witches. Oh my god, he's so. It's the three witches. He's so fucking happy, and like like because you know Denzel is playing. 
playing Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and like they don't show him, you know, they show him just a little smile. And Frances McDermott is looking out the window and looks back like she's getting her Lady Macbeth on. Mm-hmm. And then there's a moment where you see the hand reach down and pick up the crown. Because it's like, ah, that's right after they killed the king. So I was super excited about that. That's dope. All right. The tragedy of Macbeth. The tragedy of Macbeth. Shot in black and white oh. by Joel Cohen. Um, will be released to theaters mm-hmm. for a short run on mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, before jumping to um, that little streaming yeah, service called that. Apple TV yeah. in January. Trouble. Now, with your love of Shakespeare, mm-hmm. right? And it's just kind of like trying to fold this into the movies. Mm-hmm. Has there been a movie adaptation of a Shakespeare play that you enjoyed? You're probably not going to like it as much as... I'm a cheat. Okay. Kurosawa's Ron. Which is just a that's version... A cheat. Because it's just a version of King Lear. <laughs> that's a big cheat. But that's my favorite. Okay. Okay. But... That's a, uh, Lawrence actual... Fish. Lawrence Fishburne's Othello. Othello. Yeah. With, uh, Where he, was that Kenneth Brogdon? Lawrence Fishburne, Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. Othello. If yeah. I if you, if I got to do a straight ahead adaptation, that's the one I'd pick. Okay. All right. I actually saw it from the fifties. I think it's from the late fifties with Marlon Brando, Julius Caesar. That's not bad. I saw that a couple months ago. That's, that's actually not bad. not bad. That's not bad. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, him and James Mason. James yeah. Mason but but we were talking um before about favorite films by great directors that you don't necessarily want to say that, that, that that's your favorite. Mm-hmm. Kurosawa's Ron is my favorite Kurosawa. Oh, not um, not Rashomon, Rashomon, not Seven Sam, like none of the like n- none of the ones that everyone acknowledges are better films. Mm-hmm. I'm a Ron man. Why? Because of I, the Shakespeare, because of the pageantry. I think he's in full control mm-hmm. of his of of his faculties. Just it's just huge. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of times these directors, when they get these big, big, big films, mm-hmm. it kind of spirals out of control, right? And I think it is just a perfectly calibrated film. Yeah, and the the the, the performances and and it's just a great story. Like it's just it's just a great play. Like it so is. many of these plays are just like they're just great. I had a teacher. I had a I had a prof. Because um, you know when we were in school. I think it was at that moment where everyone was really re-examining the canon mm-hmm. and talking about who does and does not get acknowledged as classic. And, and it was all of this, you know, justifiable pushback about mm-hmm. we kind of like the whole canon is just dead white guys. Right. Like it was a lot of talk about dead white men, dead white men. Mm-hmm. And I had a, sh- and, and it was, and, and I remember there were a lot of, professors and a lot of academics that were very defensive Mm -hmm. like how dare you say fill in the blank dead white guy shouldn't be studied as much as you know Zora Neale Hurston like how dare you and I like I remember being in classes and things would get real tight Mm -hmm. but I had a I had a Shakespeare prof and he was real cool he was like look 
I don't got to defend Shakespeare. Like, I don't have to be in here yelling about Shakespeare and defending Shakespeare. Read it. Just read it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, he stands on his own. Like, I don't got to defend him. I don't got to fight nobody. Just read it. And, like, like I hate to be that guy, but it really is. Like, these perfect, like, play after play after play. They stand up. And they're just they're just so powerful and pure and perfect that they can be adapted in all these different ways. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, I'm talking about Macbeth, but, you know, freaking West Side Story, the trailer just dropped. Like, West Side Story is like, like you know, this is solid classic blue chip stuff. That trailer didn't do anything for me. The trailer didn't, but I'm just saying the play. No, I understand. Right, right. I'm, yeah, just not, I'm just saying, but the the fact that it resonates mm-hmm. that someone would remake it right now. Right. Anyway, how do we get on that? Because oh, we were, were talking about Macbeth. We're talking, we're talking about Shakespeare. And Shakespeare. Love of Shakespeare. Right, right. Deborah Battle brings up much ado about nothing with Denzel Washington. Hilarious. It was pretty good. I think I he was in something else. He was was he? Am I thinking about much ado about nothing that he was in? Because I think Denzel Washington is a Shakespeare dude too. Well, yeah, he was in that. Is much ado about nothing the one that was directed like in like five days by? I want to say was it Soderbergh? I think it was Steven Soderbergh. Did that it. sounds right. Yeah, and he, like he did it like like in four days. Was he in the Merchant of Venice? I feel like he was in a... Oh, I don't know about that. At some point, we're going to talk about some black Directed movies. by Kenneth Brogna uh, from 1993. So that's that's that. And you said The Merchant of Venice, which I didn't think that I was. might be thinking about Much Ado About Nothing. I don't believe that he is... That's not Denzel? Denzel is not in that movie. Okay. No, he is not. All right. There are, I don't... Al Pacino plays Shylock. And he was good. Al Pacino, I can't say he's always good. He hasn't been good for a while. I mean, Shylock's a big character, though. Shylock's well, a big there, character. Well, there you go. Then you that know, plays to want my pound of flesh. You owe me the money. You don't have the money. Give me the pound of flesh. Okay. okay I'm, I'm just saying. All right, Vince. And I like the villains. That's my thing. Like, I love the Shakespearean villains. Like I love Shylock. Like I love the fact that that that. All right, no, we gotta go. All right, come on, we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta, we gotta talk about. Like Shylock gets a bad rap. Does he? Like a lot of people read him, read it as anti-Semitic. But the thing I like about Shylock is that Shylock is like, look, we had a deal. Mm-hmm. Like you got into this deal trying to be slick, mm-hmm. and now you didn't messed up. Mm-hmm. And I want my pound of flesh. And y'all ain't going to be talking all crazy to me because you think you can talk crazy to Jewish people. Okay, but it's not our place to say whether or not Jewish people feel that No, 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 no. I, I, I agree with that. You're, you're 100% true. Right with that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying I think that reading I feel like he's a more complex character. Okay. Like all, right. all the great Shakespearean villains. Okay. Like, like we like, I'll be sitting here another two hours if we get on Iago. So, but yeah. Let's go. Oh, no, no, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you. You never know where we're going on here. <laughs> you never. <laughs> no. 
And you never know what's going to th- the missionaries are right with you. Catrice Greer. Hey, homie. Says uh, Shylock was misguided, but sinister. Yeah. He went off. But he had to be. Okay. He had to be. Okay. And she agrees. There's no reason. You- okay. I'm just right. Like in my mind, it's more like Shakespeare is really speaking. The commentary is on that society. Mm-hmm. Like play to play, what you really have is this commentary on the society itself. Mm-hmm. This 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 culture and and the prejudice and the racism and in this case the anti-Semitism that right. is there. Right. All right. Go, go ahead. 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 Come on. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something. I'm just saying. And Al Pacino really captured that. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let's talk. Go ahead. Let's go ahead. All right, go ahead. <clears throat> Let's. <laughs> I've never seen you like I'm this. Just- I've never. Who knew? You know what it is? <laughs> I haven't had a chance to teach any Shakespeare in like six years. Like, I haven't had a chance to teach it. And they, like, I really do like teaching Shakespeare. Okay. Because the problem is. <laughs> no, nah, it is real talk. No, no, no. And then we're going to just talk about old teachers and things. And I had a teacher that said that if you don't love Shakespeare, that tells me more about your teachers than about you. Like, you have to be taught it well. Yeah. And the problem is most of us aren't taught it well. I wasn't. Well, that's a shame. Because it's, again, back to, like, like it's, 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 it's sex and it's swords mm-hmm. and it's witchcraft and mm-hmm. it's love and it's hate and it's all there. Yeah. And back to Ron. <laughs> you know, Lear is more resonant the older you get. Mm-hmm. Because it really is about taking stock. Right. And the love you have for your children, which doesn't make sense. Like, like the love that you have for your children is not logical. Like, like you can't, like, unless you have it, you don't really get it. Mm-hmm. So that like the problem is people teach King Lear to people like like people read it in high school like you should never teach King Lear to young people because you're too young to really to really understand like it just doesn't make sense if if you're young like like you know the daughters come oh I love you I love you this that and the other and then yo well I love you more than she does and then the favorite daughter says I love you as much as a daughter loves a father and then he gets pissed because he's waiting for her to come with the hoo-ha well, wait a minute. Is is there not a way to teach King, to teach King Lear to a child, right? That, a tenth grader, a tenth grader, which is where you know most of us, okay, sitting somewhere in a high school, and right. somebody is. Is, is there not a way to, to teach it, it to a tenth grader on just focusing on the bare bones of the story and the storytelling, and so that they can grasp that 
and then as they learn, r- read it more and more, or is it introduced again on a collegiate level, maybe I mean, to really? I, I mean, you can, pick it apart. but 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 again, then it's not connecting the way it should. Like this, this is like like this. This was popular work. This is stuff that that he, that was performed in front of audiences. This, mm-hmm. You know, people went and saw this. So, like, there's a vibrancy that you lose if it's not actually connecting okay like it should connect i mean you know that's part of the reason that that they teach kids romeo and juliet is because romeo and juliet is actually about two dumbass kids <laughs> and you know when you're 15 it's like oh i'm going oh oh i'm you know who do you want i want the one dude that my parents don't like and we're going to do all this and we're going to cause a huge ruckus right and then we're going to kill ourselves at the end it's like, okay, I'm 15. This tracks. This makes sense to me. I'm not trying to trigger you. Deborah Battle in the chat says that Shakespeare just wrote soaps. I mean, I think there's something to that. Okay. I think there's something to that. Again, it's entertainment. Like like each okay. of the plays, there's there are these moments where you can see it's almost an equivalent of a fart joke. Like you have this word play, you have these double double entendres, you have, you know, sex jokes, mm-hmm. you have this stuff because he's trying to hit all of these different audiences. Right. So I, I don't that doesn't trigger me at all. See? Well. See? The the fuse has already been lit. I know. So. I know. This is just spiraled completely it out has. of control. I take complete blame for this. I really it's do. it's adorable. I, I'm just I, I know. I'm a captive audience. I'm, I know. I'm just and I'm and I'm loving it. I know. So it's all right. It's fine. All right. All right. We probably, Can we, we should, move on? We now? should probably move on. We, we should probably we move on. Should probably move into on into our review. Our review. Uh, <laughs> <the world. laughs> We'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. Yo, Jay. Wait. Yo, you're a new kid, right? I'm from North Carolina. Yo, you play ball, Mike? I play baseball. Baseball. By the way, my name is Mike. Big Mike in the woods. Oh, what's the wood? It's not what you think it is. Nah, it's Englewood, California. That's where I grew up. Me and my boys, me, Roland, and Slim. Well, I never thought I'd see the day Roland get married. Nick, we got three hours till this wedding kicks off, and can't nobody find him. Yo, that fool, he could at least face me like a man. Get back in that car because you marry him, Y'all act like you did in high school. Hey, Mike, I dare you to grab her booty. I will give you one dollar. You remember the bet? You remember the bet, Mike? Uh, no, I remember the bet. Do you remember the bet? Oh, <laughs> I was thinking about all them school dances. I used to have all the girls, right? Oh. Yeah, you can dance, right? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like Dan Peter. Wait, let me show you something. Let me show you something, all right? Ooh. Girl, I'm going to show you something. Watch this. Mm. Mm. Oh, right now. <laughs> I'm getting tired. I think I'm going to stop. Y'all just jealous, that's all. Yeah, you know what, man? You need to just grow your ass up, man, and handle your responsibility. Man, I just don't want to be wondering what if. If he didn't want to get married, he shouldn't have asked. He said, I love you, I want to marry you. Go away, bro. I mean, man, females get way too much power. Expand. 
Stop. Stop. Make this a physical thing. I'm not ready. How long have we been going together? Is it supposed to look like that? What you doing? You don't think I'm gonna give it up after one week? The joke's over. Pass the clothes. Yeah, yeah. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days. Young, <gasps> I'm glad he got you guys for friends. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Back in the Wood, a 1999 American coming-of-age film directed by Rick Famuyiwa and starring Omar Epps, Richard T. Jones, and Tay Diggs, Sean Nelson, Trent Cameron, Dwayne Findlay, as well as Melinda Williams, from a story written by Rick Famuyiwa and Todd Boyd. Synopsis. Three young men uh, struggle getting to the wedding of one of them, and meanwhile reminisce about growing up in Inglewood, California, circa 1986. This was Vincent's selection for this stop on the Michaud mission. Vincent, what say you of The Wood? The Wood. This is the second time Mm -hmm. that we have talked about director Rick Famuiwa formally. Mm -hmm. Years ago, we, we, we reviewed his sophomore effort, Dope. But we have talked about him directly and referenced him indirectly indirectly several times. Yes, we have. Because in the early part of the 21st century, I think like 2003, he was on a panel mm-hmm. and he said something that has come up with us where he was talking about the business of making black films. And he said that if you can deliver a script that is under $10 million dollars, um, put that into marketing and then make 25 to $35 million, mm-hmm. you can walk away with a profitable film. Right. So he very much is of the school of making these black films at a certain price point and mm-hmm. you can still make a quality film. And it is, again, a profitable endeavor, f- endeavor and formula. And the 90s were a great time for this. Mm-hmm. The 90s, like there was a, just a slew of films that you can tell they 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 weren't they weren't really cheap films. Like these weren't kind of cheap inferior films. But at the same time, these weren't high end endeavor. Like these weren't Spike Lee films, right? And the wood is right in there like you can tell the wood is a film that probably did not cost a lot of money to make but what famu iwa and co-writer todd boyd the 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 famous todd boyd the you know the the great usc um film critic and film scholar Mm -hmm. their story does is made a film speaking about us 
in what we've done, what I realize watching the wood is that this film is a version of a film that I've talked about several times. Last time we, we talked about it was when we talked about the, the five bloods mm-hmm. where periodically I'll say whatever this plot is, whatever, like, like I wish they would just strip it all away and just have these dudes talk. Right. Like, I just want a movie with some men talking to each other. And this is that film. Like, the wood doesn't really have a plot. Not really. Like, like you can tell the, 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 the confidence that they have in the structure of this film. The film starts where a lot of these films end. Mm-hmm. It starts with the wedding. Right. There's no question that there's going to be a wedding. They never really put any type of tension on the fact that um that that uh T- Tay Diggs character oh um T- T- Tay Diggs character Roland. Uh, Roland isn't going to get married like from the very beginning you know that this is going to end with Roland getting married right but this film is much more invested in the relationship between these three characters. Roland played by Tay Diggs, Slim played by Richard T. Jones, and our point of view character, Mike, mm-hmm. played by Omar Epps. Mm-hmm. And the film is really in two parts. We have the modern the, the modern part, the, the present day part, where these three friends are are going back and forth trying to get rich rolling to the church on time if you will i mean not literally the church but but to the house to get married and then you get this flashback where we find out that mike moved to inglewood Mm -hmm. and met these two as a young man and then you have these three young actors you have uh, Dwayne finley as the young slim right you have trent cameron as the young roland Mm -hmm. and then playing the young mike is Sean Nelson. Yes. An actor that, much like uh, Rick Famuiwa, we haven't talked about in years. That's true. Like, we haven't talked about Sean Nelson since he was in Fresh. Fresh. And these six actors are really the heart, hell, the heart, the liver, the kidneys, Mm-hmm. All of the organs of this film and all of the kind of plot movement is really just giving this film an excuse to have these characters together. Right. And they are wonderful. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely wonderful. I, I, I think the, 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 the danger with splitting a film up like this is that one group of actors is going to outshine the other group of actors. And right. certainly if you're going to put money on a group, Richard T. Jones, Tay Diggs, Omar Epps, mm-hmm. you think that the film is really going to lag when the three of them aren't on screen. Mm-hmm. And Sean Nelson is fantastic. So yes. so there's, there's really no surprise about Sean Nelson being fantastic. But Dwayne Finley and Trent Cameron are also fantastic. Mm-hmm. And watching those three young men and the way they depict young men first of all at two points in their lives right because i think it is a testament to the acting that they portray these young men in junior high Mm -hmm. but then they portray them as juniors in high school yeah yeah and just their body language their cadence 
very minuscule changes to their haircuts. <laughs> well, <laughs> these are like the you can you can see that these are older and younger characters in the scenes that they're in, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just fantastic. Like it's just fantastic watching each group talk right and be with each other going back to the older actors every now and then we see these films and we say it it's a testament to the script or it's a testament to the camaraderie of the actors right there are moments where i can't tell if this is in the script or if it's just these three actors are enjoying each other's company that much yes i didn't realize until today that what i really want is for Richard T. Jones and Tay Diggs to make a movie together. Because <laughs> they are hilarious. They are. They are actually they are hilarious. And hilarious. there's a moment where the two of them go back and forth where I actually said, I don't know if this is the script or not. Richard T. Jones said to Tay Diggs' character, I will beat your midget ass. <laughs> and Tay Diggs starts laughing as if midget wasn't in the script <laughs> right right there's another moment where tay Diggs' character throws up <laughs> on richard t jones's shoes <laughs> and richard t jones says these are 300 dollars ferragamo ferragamo shoes and tay Diggs <laughs> says without missing a beat well how much did you pay for it <laughs> thank you and the three actors start laughing and i say and i said Wow, I wonder if that was in the script. Or are they just vibing off of each other? <laughs> and if all you had were these six actors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm full. Like, right, this is a full right, meal. Right. But it's an embarrassment of riches because mm-hmm. though the women don't play a huge role in this film, Melinda Williams is is fantastic. And, you know, much like the three younger actors, Melinda Williams plays her character in junior high and in high school. Right. Her physicality is fantastic. Right. Her character, Alicia. Her character, Alicia, because she really does move like a 13 or 14 year old. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But then like a young woman. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the same actress. It's the same actress. Her character is sweet. Her character is smart. Wonderful camaraderie with um Sean Nelson. Mm-hmm. Like I, you just you just love to see them talk. You just mm-hmm. love to see them go back and forth. We we talked a little bit talking about actors that we have mentioned and have come up periodically. Her brother. Stacy DeAndre Bond played by DeAndre Bond who we enjoyed so much in Get on the Bus Mm -hmm. Stacy is is, Stacy is is fantastic Stacy as her older brother who's the blood but has all of these wonderful colors and texture as a young man Mm -hmm. who's kind of in this world another one that you could just like like you you just watch him like you just watch Stacy right and watch his whole life and for me that's what this film was like this film was just an exercise of enjoying this world 
enjoying yeah. these characters in this world, wanting more of this world. Appropriately enough, the reason that this film jumped to the head of the queue with me is that the news came out a couple of weeks ago that they are potentially developing the wood yeah, as, a, as a television show, right. which makes perfect sense because if they do it right, I could watch the further adventures of both casts. I, I mean, I don't know, like, like I don't know how much money they're trying to commit to this. Like, I don't know if you can get Omar Epps, Richard T. Jones, and Tay Diggs to reprise their characters. Yeah, ten years later, much like they're doing in the Best Man limited series. Mm-hmm. But again, if you tell me that Richard T. Jones and Tay Diggs are are just gonna make some more work together, and then throw Omar Epps in there to mix it up with them. Mm-hmm. I'm right there. I I really really enjoyed this film. I enjoyed it too. Um, the, you stole my moment with the bit about the shoes. <laughs> when I heard him say, because it does come, you could you could tell. Well, I could tell. This is totally improvised because he just he's like, how much you pay for? <laughs> I rewound that about two times. I was like, oh my God, that is so funny. Because, and because, and it took me back. And, and God, and God, God bless this film. This is why I love, love this film. It immediately also took me back to the, you know, classic days, yes, I'm old, of the Carol Burnett show. <laughs> when Tim Conway would crack up everybody on the show and they mm-hmm. try and hold it. Because if you watch that scene you're mm-hmm. talking about, when Tay Diggs says, well, how much did you pay for it? Richard T. Jones <laughs> starts to crack up and then kind of like swings at like punching at Tay Diggs, almost as a way like, you know that ain't the line, nigga. Right, right. Omar Epps is flying out of the camera shot, <laughs> cracking up, and then it immediately fades because he was like, well, this is just too gold. We're right, going to keep right. it here. have to keep it. And it just adds to the reality and the authenticity of their camaraderie because this is how best friends are. Mm-hmm. They do talk shit to one another. They do crack jokes at one another. Only... Only your best friend can throw up in your car, <laughs> which you just talked about a scene earlier is brand new. Right. Yeah, I got me a little something, something. Maybe you can one day get a little something, something. Only your best friend can get away with throwing up in the car and you're worried about the shoes. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it, it's only only your best friend and only only these these. Your boys, right? I agree with you that the camaraderie between those three, Omar Epps, Richard T. Jones, and Tay Diggs, is incredible. Especially when you think of, you know, at the moment that this film is made, you know, the star for Omar Epps and Tay Diggs is is on the rise Mm -hmm. right so to see them both kind of maybe 
supplement their egos a little bit it's actually a little jarring that tay diggs is kind of like the tertiary character Mm -hmm. in in of these three you know um so it's like wait a minute tay diggs i'm used to him being like up front you know right you know but no he and he and he fits and he works there you know and you can tell he has a ball there Richard T. Jones. Richard T. Jones was just meant to play the jerk of every movie. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he is the part that you, you, you love to hate in when did I get, why did I get married and mm-hmm. why did I get married to or whatever those stupid <laughs> movies are. Um, and then in this film, you love him, but he's a big, he's just a big ass jerk. Like yeah. he is a jerk all day. He's like, like when, Near the end where Omar Epps like, you know, let me get in and talk to the bride and Slim's like, let me come in. Let me come in. Don't say nothing. <laughs> let me come in. I right, come in. And then he, he comes in. He's like, why are you fronting? I'm like, what the? Like, he's like, shut up. Right, shut up. right, but, but right. You can't help it. Right. Because you're Richard T. Jones. You're Slim. So, so the camaraderie between them is just amazing. Um, I think uh, Famu Iwa um, smartly doesn't try and over direct the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a whole lot of like you know, you know, um, d- bells and whistles to the direction, so that this slice of life presentation of this coming of age film actually feels like a slice of life. Mm-hmm. Like the the biggest bell and whistle is that each flashback is cued by a needle drop. That right. really is really really is it. Um, I will say that the movie starts with Omar Epps kind of like being our window into the world, and he's kind of like narrating the story to us, um, kind of like breaking the fourth wall. And then Slim Richard T. Jones' character kind of breaks the fourth wall with him for a second. And I thought it was interesting the way that they played that, the mm-hmm. way that he, he, they pulled that off. They kind of step away from that right. for the rest of the film, right? And there was a part of me, while Omar F still kind of like narrates, but but it's more voiceover, mm-hmm. and it's not kind of it's not talking directly to you. And I actually would have been interested in seeing them continue that a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, especially in as we do return to those scenes of them as an adults, kind of like having him talk to the camera a little mm-hmm. bit i i don't i didn't miss it but i just noticed that it was missing right that it that that they did away with it but again them their camaraderie is is superb i too as far as the flashbacks champion for sean nelson we we raved about him in fresh um and every time he shows he, every time i've seen him show up he, he always does stellar work I think that Trent Cameron and Dwayne Finley are fine, mm-hmm. but I think Sean Nelson carries them mm-hmm. because okay. because he's, he's he's just a stronger actor mm-hmm. to me. Um, and also, admittedly, maybe it's because their their characters, even in junior high and in high school, are both still a little one note. Mm-hmm. Um, but whereas Sean is Nelson's character, definitely is shows growth because he's you know um you know deer in the headlights coming from north carolina in yeah. junior high school um and like basketball i know baseball <laughs> god we, you lived under rocks in north carolina I was to say you lived 
one of them Pacific Islands that didn't know that World War II was over. I'm like, come on, what dog. is basketball? <laughs> I'm like, come what are you on, dog. I know, but you, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But but then he he, he has growth. You know, he's a little little cooler. He's got yeah. two parts in his head. That's like, right. High school, you know, he's a little flyer. You know, um, so he's allowed growth and. Alicia Melinda Williams mm-hmm. is definitely allowed her character grows as well. So those two really carry those flashback scenes mm-hmm. um for me. But they still are great. Yeah. And it and it's great. And what I actually enjoyed about those flashback scenes is that having watched coming we've been watching coming of age films forever. Mm-hmm. And it is nothing new to see, you know, um uh, 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 white kids in these type of films kind of like going on and on about sex and wanting to experience you know sexual situations and everything like that um, and being very frank about it right mm-hmm. uh, it's different to hear these three young men talk about it uh, these three young black men talk mm-hmm. about it. It was different for me as far as me watching all of these films and watching them being still sounding authentic. Not knowing what the hell they're talking about. Of course not. Talking out of the left side of the ass. Of course. You know, um, but they just swear to God. Um, playing the games about touching the girl's butt. We've all, I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they did in Be More. We played... <laughs> We played them games in Philly. Mm-hmm. I know those, I I knew those games very well. <laughs> and I I even I even like was there when you see him like revving up to touch her butt and he's getting he's doing a lap around as he gets I, I I've I've taken that lap. Mm. <laughs> so it, it 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 all it all came back to me. So it it, it was cool. It was it's just so much fun, so authentic, um, so natural, and how everyone gets along. How it's all filmed. It, it's you know I saw in the chat somebody mentioned um, you know it's a little weird how Melinda Williams would then grow up to be Sanai Lathan. I'll give you that. You know. I mean, Sean Nelson grows up to be Omar Epps. Yeah, but I I think because I think because all six of those men, young and old, share the same skin tone, you can at least right, s- right. you can make allowances sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean Sanai Lathan and Melinda Williams. It's a bit of a stretch, right? A bit of a stretch, but but I didn't I didn't care. And and the funny thing is, I read Melinda Williams actually one year older than I was. I, I was a bit, well. What, that's the direction I thought we were going. The fact that Melinda Williams is is a grown woman. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> right. yes. Well, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, she's just she's good like that. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Look again. I I love Melinda Williams, and I hope she just made so much money off of soul food the show mm. that she's just sitting somewhere happy well i i hope so i hope so too um yeah so i i enjoyed the film it, it's funny to, to also watch this film and then see how many faces just just pop up yeah you know, like like yeah i saw lisa ray in the credits yeah and i'm sitting there watching the movie so where's she coming coming up well she's in the credits we mean that she's got a line 
Yes. And she's got to be a, a contemporary of them. Is she the bride? And lo she, and behold, she's the bride. Right. And and you've got to have somebody like Letha, Lisa Red, the bride, because it's got to be somebody like that he is like he is waiting for. And that's about as much Lisa Ray as I wanted in this film. Okay, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. And you don't get a, you don't yeah. get a lot of uh, Tamla Jones though. I about said Tamla Jones. Yeah, Tamla, Tamla Jones. Jones coming yeah. out, and, and, uh, you know, just having fun. Yeah, you know, I I lo I loved it. I loved it. Now, small nitpick, very minute nitpick. Pick your nit. I will pick my nit. There is a moment where she. You know, because she's an ex, yes, of um, uh, Tay Diggs' character, Roland. Roland. Mm -hmm. She's an ex of, of of Roland from when they were, you know, in the past. Um, but they're now obviously friendly. Right. 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 You know. Um, and there's a moment where, in finally getting him together. She's like smacks him upside the head. She's like, "That's for that's for your wife, mm -hmm. your, your spouse." You don't see the smack. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a small nitpick. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, it's a small yeah. nitpick. Small I actually nitpick. liked. I thought it was a a perfect character. Like I love the oh, fact. Yes. Like I love the fact that this is his ex that he's friendly with, and she is sort of at peace enough with this new relationship that she's caping for his fiance mm -hmm. and says, you know, this is for your ex. She's not invited to the wedding though. But that, but that's, but that's real. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I love that. Yes, like, I love too. that. Like, that's exactly who this character mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And it was a case where, where slim, of course, being slim, <laughs> thinking about it from Roland's point of view. Did you, did you sleep with her? And then she says, no, of course not. But she's not invited to the wedding. Yes. So I love that. Um, you talked about it it being a, oh, not rite of passage, a coming, coming of, of age, age film. film. I love the fact that this is one of the few instances of a black coming of age that the coming of age isn't somebody gets murdered right somebody and but at the same time they they don't you know they don't downplay this is inglewood in the 80s yeah yeah like like, yeah. like gangs are very much a part of this narrative and and again the brilliance of the character stacy mm -hmm. stacy is is very much a blood like Stacy. Stacy has a gun. Stacy robs a store. Yeah. Stacy, you know when he sneaks in his room, the gun is still under the bed. Like Stacy is. This is not Sweet Daddy from the third season of Good Times, where no. he's completely defanged and like. But at the same time, even though I think it's interesting that I don't, at least I didn't. If I didn't take note of it, that when he robs a store. I didn't take note that he got any money from the cash register. Well, remember they robbed it for this. They wanted to get zigzags. That's what I was about to say. So right. it looks like they so really again, did again, the gun. You get the right. <laughs> the stakes. Like, like we got to get zigzags to roll a joint. We don't have any money. I know. Well, let's just, I have this gun. <laughs> let's just rob the place. And then get some Doritos. Get some Doritos. Ask them, y'all want something? And then he gives him a ride to the dance. 
that's the least I could do. That's, that's the, the least, least I, can... I can do. But he's such a great <laughs> character. Like he's such a great <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah, it's it it really is. It it really is. And and it's a I, This is purely subjective, but I feel like the wood gets lost it does in the mix mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like we were talking before we started taping about how there's this again and i said it like like what, what rick uh famo iwa says about making these modestly budgeted black films mm-hmm. but that are still profitable right because they are modestly budgeted but they're quality films yeah and there was this whole wave of them like this is 1999 Mm -hmm. love jones comes out in 97 Mm -hmm. the best man is also 1999 love and basketball is 2000 brown sugar is 2002 which is rick family iwa as well right well he wrote it no he directed it as well i don't think he directed malcolm lee directed it I'm looking here. Brown Sugar. Br- no, Brown Sugar. Directed no. by Famuiwa. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about The Best Man. Right. No, yeah. Directed by right. Malcolm Lee. Yeah. So there's, and, and we talk about all of those. Mm-hmm. Like everyone that I just named are are just iconic black films. Mm-hmm. And the wood kind of gets lost in there. Yeah. And it's a shame. Well, I think because a lot of those films that you mentioned, are they're comedies but they're romantic comedies right they're romantic yeah so they become date movies right and they become movies that speak to you know a a guy can sit and enjoy it a woman you know can sit and enjoy it women go with their girlfriends and the whole nine it's it's interesting that you bring this up because when I was watching The Wood I was watching um, with, with a friend who was watching it who said that they thought they they had watched it before uh, uh a lady and she ooh a lady i like how you said that <laughs> a lady well she is a lady yes. um and as we were watching it like about 10 minutes into the movie she was like she was like yeah i do, i do remember watching this and i don't think i finished it and the reason why i didn't finish it was because they are all there's a lot of cussing and they're like nigga this nigga that you right, know? right. They're like it's dudes it's it, right it, and yeah. it's, it's dudes talking yeah um and so she's and she was like yeah i think this is about where i where i turned it off mm-hmm. so it's interesting you bring that up because now you know having sat through it she sat through it and she actually enjoyed it. She mm-hmm. was she was laughing and got to the other side. You know, just let that become just a natural patois that's in your head of mm-hmm. how they speak. And now you're just you're in their world, right? You're you're in the wood. And then once you're in the wood and you're you're invested in these characters in school, and you're invested in these characters trying to get to the wedding or trying to figure out what's going on with their friend, then you're right there. Um, and all the way up into the scene where uh Tamala Jones character you know it, 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 it's it's right out of pulp fiction where she like yeah with the hose of them down and she was like oh my god it's so real that's so real and she was like she was cracking up she loved she yeah. absolutely loved the film and it's like you know mad that it took her so long yeah to give it that sh- sh- chance i think it's 
situations like that is why this movie has gotten lost right over right. time well hopefully it becomes rediscovered yeah well hopefully you, it, it becomes rediscovered. with the tv with series the TV series and, and even everything. though i have to i have to say um i'm wishing nothing but success for the best man series mm-hmm. right and maybe because of them already having a sequel um i can see the the pull or the the desire to want to continue on in those pe- those characters lives mm-hmm. right maybe touch on them again for like a small series sure right as far as the wood goes i wish them luck I wish yes. them well. Uh, Famu Iwa is actually going to be directing the pilot, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I don't need it. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fi- so I, I, it's one of those situations where I'll let people watch and you tell me whether or not sure. it's worth watch because this is really all I need. Like, like you said. I don't think they can afford Tate Diggs and Omar Epps. Richard T. Jones is uh, uh, on television right now on the, I believe, the rookie. So he he's he's eating. Doesn't mean that he can't eat, you know, two meals at once. Mm-hmm. But he he's doing that. Bang bang. You know, um, if they try and keep the same, you know, uh, uh, gimmick of the flashbacks. You're going to have to recast the kids. Yes. And that's, you know, that's always hit or miss. Look, now we are talking about six variables. Exactly. Yeah. No, so, I hear you. You're yeah. right. So I, I am actually, I'm actually fine. Yeah. With them. Yeah. You're right. When you put it like that, because again, the complete strength of this is the cast. Mm-hmm. Like this cast yep. is, is really what, what makes this sing. So. I wish it well as well. That being said, would you recommend that people watch the wood? Absolutely do. I yeah. absolutely do. And and we're, we're talking about seeing the continuation of these characters. I don't know if we said it. Did we say it that that Stacy shows up? You did mention. Yeah, Stacy shows dope. up in dope. So we know what happens with Stacy. We do, but we don't know about the rest of them. But yeah, I absolutely recommend the wood. Absolutely. And, I, and yourself? I would agree. I would agree. I would definitely recommend The Wood. I think people will in, in, enjoy it. I think if you, you know, it's 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 underappreciated, underseen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you, you will have a good time. It, it, it actually is a very, very, very good film. And uh, with, a, with a nice soundtrack as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty cool. I hit soundtrack as well. Mm-hmm. As well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, right. and to quote Janine, the wood is a classic. That's right. And, and Tay Diggs, like he's he's making money on All American, like he's a coach now. Look, he ain't got time for it. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's, he's he's making CW money. Well, yeah, actually, maybe he could afford. You know, CW. Oh. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we tell you what we're going to be watching next week, I invite you all, ladies and gentlemen, to send all of your thoughts, your concerns, all of your your whatevers. Email us at michellemission at gmail.com, M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N. Like and follow us on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube at 
me show mission that's where you'll find us two men one podcast every black film ever made go to michellemission.com where you can hit swag and check out all of the cool designs and giftware that we have available for you mm-hmm. by way of our friends at t public that helps us keep the show free the me show mission is a proud member of the podglomerate thepodglomerate.com they make podcast work all right. All right. You're um, up. Um, is it my turn? It is your turn because <laughs> we're waiting to get into October. I know, man. I am so I am so ready for October. I can't believe that we we're still doing movies in September. But we have one more one more movie to do and that is you know, I went to the, the land of um Oscar Michaud last mm-hmm. week. You did? I and I I can't go to I didn't go to Oscar Michaud this week but that was from 1935 yes. i moved up 10 years oh 1945 1945 interesting you know you know me i like that when i get in the crates i stay in the crates mm-hmm. so from 1945 we are going to be watching murder to death murder to death yes next week here on the michelle mission where i want to just remind you Okay. Vince, and all of you missionaries listening and watching, lest you forget, as the great philosopher Ryan Davis once said, Nia Long is the <laughs> finest actress in Hollywood history. You, look, <laughs> it's always worth mentioning. Yes. So, so on that note, <laughs> he's Vincent, I'm Len, and in parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again. 